The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Some Sadducees, those who deny that there is a resurrection, came forward and put this question to Jesus, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote for us, If someone's brother dies, leaving a wife but no child, his brother must take the wife and raise up descendants for his brother. Now, there were seven brothers. The first married a woman but died childless. Then the second and the third married her, and likewise, all the seven died childless. Finally, the woman also died. Now at the resurrection, whose wife will that woman be? For all seven had been married to her. Jesus said to them, The children of this age marry and remarry. But those who are deemed worthy to attain to the coming age and to the resurrection of the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. They can no longer die, for they are like angels, and they are the children of God, because they are the ones who will rise. That the dead will rise, even Moses made known in the passage about the bush. When he called out, Lord, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And he is not God of the dead, but of the living. For to him, all are alive. The Gospel of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, the gospel reading today is a gospel that John Paul II used to kind of form or provide a framework for this section in his catechesis on human love and the divine plan that's focused on what love is like in heaven. And the Sadducees go to our Lord and they don't believe in the resurrection from the dead. And they're trying to catch the Lord in his own logic. Or they're trying to out-logic Jesus. Which is probably a mistake. And they're building on this teaching that our Lord had given to the Pharisees when they asked him, is it lawful to divorce your wife for any cause, whatever? And And our Lord says, Moses allowed divorce because of the hardness of your hearts, but I say to you, from the beginning it was not so. And so then the Sadducees go to our Lord and they say, well, okay, so Moses also said that if somebody dies, then their brother should marry the wife and they should keep doing this and doing this and doing this. And at the resurrection, whose wife will she be?
And our Lord points out the fact that in heaven, everything is different. Everything is made new. Everything is transformed. That in heaven, we neither marry nor are given in marriage. But we're like angels because we are the children of God. That everything in this world is pointing to the next. That everything that we experience right now is pointing to the next world, which is better and more transformed and new. And that our focus shouldn't be on this world but the next. this kind of reorientation of our thinking that, that when we look at life's problems, that we're looking at the next world and not simply this one. And that really is the battleground of our hearts and the battleground in our own spiritual life is that we always have one foot planted in the next world, that We're always looking at things from a heavenly point of view, and it's very easy for us to get distracted with the things of today. And lose sight of the things that are to come. And we could simply ask ourselves, like, what are we looking forward to? What are the kinds of things that we look forward to? And there's lots of things that we look forward to. We look forward to the next movie coming out. We look forward to the next television series coming out. Or we look forward to kind of our vacation that's coming up. But how much do we stop and pause and look forward to the kingdom of heaven? How much do we hold in our mind that everything we do right now is ordered towards our entrance into the kingdom of heaven? That the goal of this life is to be transformed in such a way that we live as children of God. And in the first reading, we heard this story of seven other brothers, all of which were willing to die rather than to reject their faith. And all they had to do was sort of pretend like they were eating pork. But there's this unwavering faith in them, this unwavering commitment that prevents them from doing so, that prevents them from rejecting their faith. And so they're models of this idea of being firmly rooted in the next life. And the only way for us to remain faithful when we're being pressured to be unfaithful is to be firmly rooted in the next life. To remember that what really matters is what happens when we enter the kingdom of heaven. And as we're firmly rooted there, those distractions of today don't, 
They just don't seem to be as big a deal. And I was reflecting on all of this and how it relates to vocations. And how John Paul II also said, like, we need to have the witness of strong marriage vocations. Because in the vocation of marriage, there is a sign that looks forward to the wedding feast of the Lamb and the love of Christ for his church. And in a very human day-to-day way, a husband and a wife learn from each other what it means to surrender their life to another person. And as they learn what it means to surrender their life to another person, for a wife to surrender her life to her husband and a husband to surrender his life to his wife, their hearts learn to surrender their lives to our Lord. And he also points out that we need celibacy as a vocation because those who live virginity for the sake of the kingdom of heaven, they remind us of what we're going towards. They remind us that everything is about ultimately entering into relationship with Christ in the kingdom of heaven. And those who choose to live celibacy, they choose to do so in a way that kind of renounces marriage now in order to start to live the life everyone is called to in the future. And we need both witnesses. And we need to have like solid witnesses both in marriage and in celibacy. And right now we're living a time in the church where it's very easy to get distracted with the things that are going on right here and right now. With the problems that we've seen in the church. Or recently, I don't follow the news because like, I just, it stresses me out. But the news from the Amazon Synod and everybody started talking about, like, the Pope's going to let all the priests get married. And so I've been kind of using that as a question to ask seminarians, like, if the church allowed priests to get married, would you, like, go get married? Or would you, like, live celibacy well? Like, is celibacy a good for you? Because if celibacy is not a good for you, then you're never going to be happy, regardless of whether or not you became a priest. And it's this kind of question that, that I've had to hold in my own heart often. But it's a question that leads us to be rooted in the kingdom of heaven, to be rooted in where we're going, to have one foot firmly planted in heaven. And it's a question that all of us can ask ourselves. You know, would I choose the kingdom of heaven over all the worries that I have in my life right now? 
And one way of practicing that each day is to sort of step back from the problems in our life and to ask Jesus, Jesus, what do you see going on here? Lord, what do you desire for this particular situation in my family, this situation in my marriage, this situations with my work? To always be listening for the voice of our Lord. And allow the voice of our Lord to be stronger in our lives than the voice of the world. Because it's only when the voice of our Lord is louder and stronger than the voice of the world that we're able to truly renounce sin and live for our Lord alone. To be like those seven brothers in the first reading. And in a particular way today, we're grateful for those who have lived and are living and are struggling to live their marriage as well. For those who have lived, are living, are struggling to live the vocation of virginity for the sake of the kingdom well. And as we celebrate Veterans Day tomorrow, we also pray for all of those who have served our country and continue to do so. Because they too are models for being firmly rooted in something greater than themselves. Being willing to give up worldly things in order to serve something greater than themselves. In order to protect others. Those who serve in our military, they they live a life every single day where they're willing to die for the sake of others. And they, too, can only do that faithfully and well if they're firmly rooted in the next life. And so it's with great gratitude that we remember them in prayer, in prayer as well today. <clears throat> and so today, let us pray that we're always listening to the voice of our Lord. That we're always looking forward to that heavenly life, that life of being beloved children of God in the kingdom of heaven. That firmly rooted in that, we too may be witnesses of fidelity. Of light, of hope. in a world that's in such need of that heavenly vision.